1027. Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027. It's wonderful to be with you this morning, and I hope that you're keeping warm through our chilly nights and that you're enjoying the sunshine of our winter days. The world at the moment is a place filled with a lot of pain, uncertainty, and anxiety, perhaps more so than normal, I feel. We've had the floods in KwaZulu-Natal twice. We've seen the shooting of primary school children this week in the United States, something that just makes me feel absolutely sick when I see those innocent children. We've got the wars going on, and of course the war between Russia and Ukraine. We've got media now talking about a shortage of maize and a world food crisis. We have the increase in the petrol price. And I'm not going to go on because I don't want to depress you or cause even more anxiety. But I feel that if you're feeling slightly anxious or going through grief, I really do hope that something of what I say today will bring you some comfort or some direction in this time where I believe we are waiting on God. And of course, in the midst of so much pain and uncertainty, there is always good. I have found that if I go to the scripture, if I wait on God, God is always faithful. And God does give me that peace that passes all understanding. So let's go back to the disciples and Jesus. When Jesus is crucified, the disciples are terrified, grief-stricken, anxious, and confused. They lock themselves away in the upper room. I think sometimes we can relate to that, where we're not sure what's going on, and we feel anxious, confused, and of course often experience grief. The disciples had to wait in that upper room for three days before Jesus was resurrected. And I guess for them, those three days must have seemed like an eternity. After all, they didn't know it was only going to be three days. So they waited in that uncertainty. And I want to stress the wait today. They waited with an uncertainty for their future. They are then overjoyed to encounter the resurrected Jesus and life becomes much better again. For the next 40 days, they see Jesus, they talk to Jesus, they are with Jesus until the Ascension. And we celebrated, of course, Ascension Day on Thursday. Again, I feel we find the disciples a little uncertain. Even though in John 16, verse 7, Jesus had said to them, I tell you the truth, it is for your benefit that I must go away, because if I don't go away, the comfort of the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now let's put ourselves in their shoes. As a human being, wouldn't you much prefer to hold on to the person rather than the promise of the Holy Spirit? I know I would have. I would have said, Jesus, you know, I would rather have you here. With you here, I don't need the Holy Spirit. The world was uncertain for them at that time. We mustn't forget that. They were under Roman rule. The justice system was flawed. Human rights didn't exist. Um, there were a few rules and, and laws for Roman citizens. But if they weren't Roman citizens, they really did suffer. So they lived in very anxious times. Jesus had tried to prepare them for his death, and they hadn't understood now he says he must go. So surely they must have felt some sort of anxiety. And in Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 11, we are told that the disciples are still questioning him. When he's taken up before their very eyes, a cloud hid him from their sight, and the disciples look intently up at the sky. Now how did they feel? I don't know how I would have felt. Jesus had told them to walk back to Jerusalem. Apparently they were on the Mount of Olives, and it was a Sabbath day's walk. I don't know if that's different from a normal day, but maybe you walked slower on a Sabbath. And they, he said they must go back and wait for the Holy Spirit. So they return to Jerusalem, and again, they wait and pray. While they're waiting, they elect a new disciple. And there again, we see that they are waiting 
It's between what was, having Jesus present, and what will be, living in the power of God. So they are living in a time of waiting and uncertainty. And of course, we know God is faithful, and on Pentecost, they receive the Holy Spirit, and we'll celebrate that next weekend. But something huge is coming. They just don't know what it is, and they have to wait patiently in faith. So in the midst of pain, grief, and uncertainty, I don't know about you, but I find waiting very hard. I don't like the uncertainty of waiting. But God has never, ever disappointed me. Sometimes we just have to wait. And we have to wait in faith and prayer. Hot 1027. You're listening to Reverend Shona from St. Mark Anglican Church, and it's wonderful to be with you this morning. I'm looking at the great uncertainty and anxiety in the world, the pain and the suffering, and looking at how the disciples had to wait in uncertainty and fear and anxiety after the crucifixion and perhaps even after the ascension. I want to move now to the reading set for today because I do feel we can get some um, direction on how we should conduct ourselves during a period of waiting. So let's move to Acts chapter 16, verses 16 to 34. It is the story of Paul and Silas in prison. Paul rebukes a spirit in a female slave that allowed her to predict the future. So obviously her owners have now lost their source of income, so they're absolutely furious. And they take Paul and Silas and accuse them of um, doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And so Paul and Silas are stripped, beaten with rods and thrown in prison. Quite unfairly. After they are severely flogged, they're put in the inner cell and their feet are fastened in stocks because the jailer was told to guard them very carefully. I must say this would be very scary and very painful for them. They must have been in agony and uncomfortable and their future was definitely uncertain. But let's look at what they did because I think it gives us some idea of how we should perhaps conduct ourselves when we're in those situations. Perhaps not in prison, but in a time of uncertainty and fear. They pray and sing hymns and we are told that the other prisoners were listening. Then God shows up in power. There's an earthquake that shakes the foundations of the prison, the door flies open, and all the chains are broken. The jailer wakes up and is about to fall on his sword. Remember, I've said it before, a Roman soldier, if he failed in his duty, either killed himself, which was the honorable thing to do, or he would be killed for failing. So he's about to fall on his sword when Paul calls out and says, Stop, we're all here. And then, of course, we know that the jailer comes to know about God and his whole household are baptized. And the next day, Paul and Silas are released. And I love Paul's cheek because the magistrate gives orders that they must be released and Paul refuses. He says, no, I'm a Roman citizen. You need to come. You've treated me unfairly and you need to come and escort Silas and myself. And, of course, we know this happens. But the point I want to make is that in the midst of severe trial, pain, suffering, unjustified suffering at that, Paul and Silas pray and sing hymns. More than ever, I feel now that you and I are called to be faithful in prayer and praise of our God. More than ever, let us pray continuously. Let us praise God through song, through our actions, through our words, through our thoughts. God is, after all, still God. God is faithful and we are safer than anywhere else in the hands of our God. And so my prayer is that we place ourselves all in the hand of God and that we continue to sing praises to God and lift God's name on high and remain faithful. 
I've been looking at waiting on God in the midst of uncertainty and fear and anxiety and suffering, obviously taking into account what's going on in the world today. We've looked at the disciples waiting in the upper room post the crucifixion. We've looked at the disciples waiting as they had to for the Holy Spirit to come after Jesus' ascension. And we've just looked at Paul and Silas in prison and how they spent their time praying and praising God even though they'd been severely flogged, they were in stocks and they were in the inner cells. And of course, we've seen the miracle of God releasing them. Now, one of the ways to praise God for me is to read Psalms, such as the Psalm 97 set for today. And just the beginning I want to read, and then perhaps verse 9. The Lord reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. No matter what we are facing, we actually call to remember that our God reigns. And verse 9, because you, Lord, are the most high over all the earth, you are exalted far above all gods, gods with a little g, and verse 10, the Lord guards the lives of the faithful and delivers them from the hands of the wicked. There are so many other scriptures, hymns, and choruses that help us to praise God no matter what we're going through. But today as we end, I want to look at John 17, verse 20 to I think about 22. Let's look at Jesus' prayer for you and for I. The most beautiful prayer, and for me transformative prayer, when we begin to realize who we are in Christ. Jesus says, my prayer is not for them alone. So he's not just praying for the disciples that he has at the time. But he says to God, for all who believe in me, Jesus, through their message. So through the message the disciples will deliver, you and I have come to believe in Jesus and has gone through generations. Jesus prays that we may be one, just as Jesus is in God and God is in Jesus. May they, that's you and I, says Jesus, also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. And he goes on that they may be one as we are one, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you've loved me. Isn't that absolutely amazing? Jesus prayed for you and I 2,000 years ago, that we may be one with Jesus and God. So who then should we fear? I'm going to ask as Paul did. If God is for us, who can be against us? It certainly isn't God. In these uncertain times with so much anxiety and fear, let us remember who we are in Jesus and pray and praise God unceasingly. I pray that God will bless you as you do this through the week. I hope that you'll experience that peace of God that passes all understanding. And I hope that we truly will become one, one with each other, one with God through the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. And of course, the only safe place for us to be is in God. May God bless you this week. Thanks so much for listening. Hot 1027.